everybody. Welcome back. It's the last day of 2018. Such a shame to see it go. It's been a great, peaceful, uh, <laughs> totally normal year where everything's fine. This is our second episode they're releasing from our first run. Um, it's another holiday-themed episode, and the song is Same Old Lang Syne by Dan Fogelberg. I will say this about this episode. We did not care so much about censorship back then. A lot of <laughs> F-bombs being uh, being passed around. So sorry, guys. It was a, We were young. We were young and reckless. Uh, we were a little more risque. And uh, especially back then, now that I'm a, a father, I try not to curse as much. And that kind of spills over into my my regular life, uh, even when I'm when I'm not around the kids. But um, there, there's kind of a, a running gag that's that centers around the f bomb. So we're gonna we're gonna bleep those out. Uh, I'm sure you'll be able to figure out what's happening. If you can't tell what we're bleeping out, then what the f- is wrong with you? Even though it's New Year's Eve and it's a festive holiday, this song's a little bleak. Yeah, it's it's a little forlorn, a little longing, a little pining. Yeah, it's rough. So maybe don't listen to it alone. Yes. <laughs> We hope you enjoy it, and uh, we'll be back at the end to wrap up and uh, wish everybody a happy new year. So enjoy the episode. I don't like to lie. This is a great episode of the Story Song Podcast. Scrooge, tonight you will be visited by three ghosts, and their names are Dan McInerney, Michael Gazelle, and Rachel Oaks. Thank you guys so much for joining us on the Story Song Podcast Week. Um, our story song is going to be Same Old Lang Syne by Dan Fogelberg. Uh, you've probably heard it, oh God, 100, 200 times. Uh, Just today. Yeah, yeah, today. <laughs> yeah. In the, uh, if in you the haven't heard it, turn on the radio, let it sit for yeah. five minutes, and you're going to hear it. And it'll fair. be there. Um, but uh, Rachel, walk us through the story of this story song. Oh, uh, sure. Uh, Same Old Lang Syne is about a man, Dan Fogelberg, mm-hmm. who uh, runs into a lover on a snowy Christmas Eve in a grocery store, and they, uh, they decide they're going to catch up. They go out looking for a bar that's open on Christmas Eve. Can't find one. So they decide to, they're not going to just say goodbye. So they get a six-pack from the local liquor store, and they go in her car and drink it while they're catching up with each other, talking about old times and new times. And then uh, when they've drained that six-pack, they decide it's time to go their separate ways. And uh, as they do so, the snow... <laughs> turns into rain. Yep. And if you haven't killed yourself by that point, <laughs> <laughs> congratulations. Yeah. Met my own lover in the grocery store The snow was falling Christmas Eve I stole behind her in the frozen foods and I touched her on the sleeve She didn't recognize the face at first But then her eyes and wide She went to hug me and she spilled her purse and we laughed until we cried Alright, well let's start here right at the top. Met my old lover yeah. in the grocery store. I know we've said it before. Yeah. I would like to quote Liz Levin. <laughs> uh, that word lover bums me out unless it's between meat and pizza. <laughs> it, is, it is such... You can't start a, rom- a romantic yeah. song talking about your lover. No. It's Here, disgusting. Here's the funny thing 
of all the things I thought we would do with this show when we started it, our jihad against the word lover <laughs> is true. is as surprising <laughs> as I am behind it in every yeah, way. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize how much I hated that word until it started popping up in every third song that we do. But yeah. God, God damn it, I hate well, that the, word. The thing is, there's very little that the three of us agree upon. <laughs> That's true. But lo- the, the hate for the word lover oh, is one of them. Uh, Such a gross word. Oh, you're making love with your lover. <laughs> the thing that bothers me about about it is that any other word, almost any other word, could fit in that spot. Mm-hmm. Like it's two syllables. Mm-hmm. Right. Met my old girlfriend. Yes. Sure. Roommate. Yeah. But that's <laughs> roommate. <laughs> that is not a romantic song. That's a different kind of song. Uh, <laughs> and I said, "You still owe me fifty bucks." <laughs> I stood behind her in the frozen foods, and I touched her on her sleeve. Uh, yeah. She did turn around and mace him, uh, which is no. what. <laughs> I assume most women would do if a creepy dude just heard touching your shoulder. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what we first do is we just we just sneak away, yep. like, like take a step to the side, yeah. and then if he tags you and you kind of like look, just being prepared to like right. do an upward uh, hand heel to the yeah. nose. Well, I, Rachel, as you know, men are like T Rexes. So mm-hmm. if you just if you move to the side, stand perfectly still, <laughs> yes. they can't see you anymore. Yes. They can only see motion. So That's as long true. as you try to blend in with the cans mm-hmm. yeah. in the aisle, yeah. you should be just fine. Well, I did take that Jurassic Park defense course. Yeah. yeah. So I did. I do that all yeah. the time. She didn't recognize the face at first, but then her eyes flew open wide. Uh, let me say this. Mm-hmm. What was going through little old Dan's <laughs> mind when she turned around and was like, who is this guy? He's like, oh my God. <laughs> let me ask you a question. Yeah. In a situation like that, what's the more awkward a, you're like, hey, what's up? And the person doesn't know you. Or B, the person's like, hey, what's up? And you have no idea who, who they are. Who this person is. I don't know. Either of those situations makes me so uncomfortable. Right. That I'm actually squirming right now thinking. Well, about in, it. A, in a moment like that, you could just, if you're, you tap somebody on the shoulder in the frozen food section, they turn around, they don't recognize you. Instantly, you have to go, could you move over? I need yeah. peas. <laughs> oh. what, what I'm saying is, if you're going to stalk somebody and try and see if they recognize you, wait yeah. until you're next to some sort of canned or right. like food yeah. item so you can be like, can I need to get the Captain Crush. <laughs> so uh, they hug, she spills her purse, and he says, and we laughed until we cried. Do you know how long you have to laugh start to cry (laughs) crazy people real quick here's my impression of everyone else in the frozen food aisle uh okay (laughs) yeah this is uh all right this is still happening (laughs) she is still laughing oh now they're crying now they're crying (laughs) oh why did i come in here took a gross face to the checkout stand food was totaled up and back We stood there lost in our embarrassment As the conversation dragged Went to have ourselves a drink or two But couldn't find an open bar We bought a six-pack at the liquor store 
Madison gets a- a- it gets action packed. <laughs> they take the groceries. This to is my the best, checkout. my favorite stanza of all time. Yeah. They take the groceries to the checkout stand, and the food was totaled up and bagged. <laughs> okay, as a listener, though, I don't yeah. know if it was paper. I don't know if it was yeah. plastic. I don't know if they care about the environment and brought their own bags. Yeah. She had three coupons and they all <laughs> doubled right there on the spot. Oh, I, I, w- I would have loved an entire, like, three more stanzas about exactly what happened. <laughs> Did she have, like, a club card with her? Were they all able to be scanned? Right. Did one of them not scan? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Was the barcode off? Yeah. But yeah, the thing where it was like they scanned it three times it was like beep beep boop yeah beep beep boop <laughs> beep beep boop and then the you woman, could actually hear that noise in the background of the song yeah, yeah and then the woman takes the can and looks at it and she presses you know she knocks the numbers in i think that's why the conversation lagged because they're just waiting for this thing to be she's like i gotta call somebody um <laughs> price check on uh yeah. <laughs> these tampons yeah. oh this is awkward and then this one says, isn't working either price check on metamucil <laughs> that, that person at the, at the cash register wants to go home it's christmas eve <laughs> yeah he's he's looking at her like oh <laughs> We used to be lovers, and all she's thinking is, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I got three more customers. Uh, well, I'm closed. The light's off. I'm closed. One more. After you, one more. <laughs> Can you pick up that clothes sign and put it, when you put all your stuff down on the belt, and put that behind it? Thank you. I think it would have been even funnier if the cashier was one of those people, those cashiers who loves their job yeah. and wants to get into a conversation like, do you like this ice cream? <laughs> Oh, I haven't tried it yet. Yeah. Boop. And they're like, you know, we're trying to get to something or something yeah. between us. <gasps> oh, I didn't even know these were on sale. I'm going to be right back. I'm going to go get some. Yeah. Let's hear more about this cashier. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, thank God they weren't at Trader Joe's where they tell you about each item. They're like, yeah. oh, I use this myself. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Just ring it off. Come on, Joe. I don't care. <laughs> Not everybody at Trader Joe's is named Joe. Yes, yeah, they, they are. are. No, they are. That's, they have to that's be. Part They're of in a class action lawsuit for discrimination. Because yeah. everyone who works there has been named Joe. It's true. It's a true fact. It's true. Yeah, yeah, poor some... traitor, but most of the people <laughs> named Joe. Find, it's hard to find someone named traitor. We went to have ourselves a drink or two, but we couldn't find an open bar. Guess why? Yeah. It's Christmas Eve. Okay, here's the thing. But even rummies need to drink. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> if you're going to find a bar open on Christmas Eve, it's not going to be a happy scene. Yeah. <laughs> People who are in a bar on on Christmas Eve, it's it. The only bar that's open on Christmas Eve is the is uh, is Tony's, which is the bar in Pottersville. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that yeah. place is hopping. I do like that the conversation started to lag. So instead of saying, "Well, this was fun," <laughs> yeah, they that. say, "I guess we better drink." <laughs> <laughs> well, another another good time to have done that. Would it be when you couldn't find an open bar? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because um, you know who buys six packs and drinks them in their car? Uh, pathetic alcoholics yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, but that's what they do. They, they do. They get a six pack uh, and, and we uh, drank it in her car. Um, you know what? It's a six pack of eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> in a can? Yeah. It's from Japan. That's gross. gross. Um, no, eggnog comes in cans, but it's like the big cans. That's right. Six <laughs> of those really big cans. <laughs> those big cans. <laughs> the worst part is they're busting over with like this, uh, you know, uh, can openers. Yeah. But there's not even any alcohol in. They're just drinking eggnog. Yeah. Ugh. Hey, real quick. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Besides really depressing and sad, you know what else is uh, drinking in your car is? 
crazy illegal. Yeah. Fogelberg. What are you doing, buddy? They're living on the edge. This was the <laughs> rebel girl. She was the one who was like the she crazy was. gal. Right. And uh, he's like, you know, remember when we used to drink in the car and then just like, you know, go onto a major highway the wrong way? <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. You want to do something like that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Why not? Hey, remember when we ran over that hobo and then buried him <laughs> in the woods because we were drunk that night driving around? <laughs> what a crazy afternoon. <laughs> I mean, it does sort of paint a picture for you. Like, they're they're in the parking lot either of the, the supermarket or the mm-hmm. liquor store. It's snowing out. They're the only ones there. I didn't say it painted a happy picture, no. but it painted, it's just—it's a very, like, it's a, a sad picture. little image. Well, speaking of uh, a little too close to the bone, uh, we drank a toast to innocence. We drank a toast to now. We tried to reach beyond the emptiness, but neither one knew how. Oh, Dan. Question. Not you, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> that Dan. Dan Fogelberg. Both of you. Dan for repeating it and Dan for <laughs> writing it. Here's a question. Is this a Christmas song or a Terrence Malick film? Because <laughs> what the hell? Oh my god. <laughs> we tried gosh. to reach beyond the emptiness. <sighs> Come on. <laughs> but neither one knew how. <laughs> Everyone's speechless. What else to say? There's literally nothing to say about <laughs> it. They, they didn't know how to reach past the emptiness, so they just drank. <laughs> yeah. Well, in a that car. Yeah. That's part. They're filling... They're, in an empty parking lot. They're filling it with some schlitz. I'd also like to think that, like, they didn't... Since they're in... They're parked. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't have, like, the windshield wipers on. The, the windshield's, like, filling up with snow. So they're just sort of, like, encapsulated in the car. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, a, a, a drifter, like, hits the windshield. <laughs> and they're like, I didn't know I was driving. <laughs> she said she married her in Architect and architect, right? I assume <laughs> it just sounds like at the wedding. I'm just imagining the architect and the woman, and then the her father standing behind them with a shotgun. That's the only <laughs> way you ever phrase it like that. Uh, if it's a forced <laughs> wedding, you know, where yeah. she like lassoed him, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> him. yeah, he who kept her warm and safe and dry. I really like that line because yeah. he's an architect, like yeah. he basically, like he, that's she needed he a does. house. He built her a house. Yeah. Yeah. He, but it's not like, it's like, oh, this marriage, she feels protected. She feels, she feels loved. No. It's like, no, he provided structure and nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. But except the problem though is unless she she's getting underneath the blueprints, he didn't really do it. She still have someone build the house. Well, I, Mike, I could draw you up a picture of a house right now. That's not going to do well, you any my, good. But the I'm thing is... hold it over my head <laughs> to keep me dry. The thing right. is, she's having an affair with a contract. <laughs> so it's, she's, she's got both sides of the coin there. She would have liked to say she loved the man, but she didn't like to lie. Harsh. <laughs> yeah. Just Harsh. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're being honest. I assume she's... They've got to be at least two beers. Yeah, she's two point. beers and she's like, you know what? 
He keeps me dry. Yeah. <laughs> Do you love him? <laughs> I'm not saying. I don't know. I'm not going to say. Dan, Dan, you know, it's, things change. <laughs> Why can't it be like it was? Things are all crazy. Now it's about stability. <laughs> Do you love him? Yeah. No, you know, I don't want to lie. Right. No. I can't lie. I don't no. Well, that's, well that, I'm not I like that too. Because that, that does sound like a drunk logic lie where it's yeah. like, you know what? I don't, I don't like to lie. I do it. And you know, I do it all day long. I do it all day long. And I hate it. This woman is a drunk and yeah. a lightweight. Yeah. Oh my God. Two beers. Actually, Dan Fogelberg had one beer. And so far, she's like, you can have this one too? No, you, you can have it. Yes, you can have it. Thank you. You know, I, I drive a little better drunk. <laughs> I, I, I love it. loosened up. I gotta get loose, you know? I love my husband the way I love the world. I love right. everybody. I love the checkout guy. <laughs> Oh, you Dan Fogelberg and I love your records. This, what is love? <laughs> so apparently she was still a looker. Yeah. According to Dan Fogelberg. The years had been a friend to her. It's a nice way of, of putting it. Oh, but you know what? I just I just read more into this because it, the whole thing is her eyes were still blue. But in those eyes, I wasn't sure if I saw doubt or gratitude. <gasps> oh, because he she said, you look good. And she's like, I don't think I look good. Oh, that's sad. She said, "Shut up! You're just saying." She just goes, "Thanks." <laughs> and he the can't architect tell never says that. She can't tell if it's doubt or gratitude, or he can't tell. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I don't think I look good. I don't want to lie. I don't want to lie. <laughs> that's, just, that's guy. Shh, 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 no lies. No, that, that's the point of this whole conversation. Is I don't know why it's a lie. Yeah, I tell you, she told she's just sticking her fingers in his mouth. I just can't. I, I just can't. Just I just can't. I just no lies. Did no you, lies, not tonight. Have you taken up smoking? <laughs> Your fingertips taste like cigarettes. Ah, <laughs> uh, poor lady doesn't think she's pretty. Aww. Aww. The architect never tells her that she's pretty. You yes. know what he says is pretty buildings. She said she saw me in the record stores and that I must be doing well. Now she's she's talking about his his records, right? Yeah. <laughs> Not like every time he goes to buy a new record, she's right. like right behind him, or that he works in the records. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, pretty good. I'm assistant manager, yeah. so you tell me. Yeah. Yeah, been there since high school. Yeah. Here's doing the thing. pretty well. Here's the thing. I can walk in 15 minutes late. No one says a thing. <laughs> it's totally chill there. Yeah, They're totally it's, cool. It's so cool. They're so cool. Uh, he, he, of course, means that uh, she's seen his, his albums in the store. In the, in the song, he says, I said the audience was heavenly, but the traveling was hell. He leaves out the part where he goes, uh, yeah, I'm Dan Fuck. Vocal <laughs> I'm, I'm doing yeah. pretty well. He's like, well, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't want to lie. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm pretty great. <laughs> I'm Back, pretty great. I'm gonna turn this into a hit single. Just yeah. so you know, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be all over the place that's Christmas how, time. That, that's how much gold that I uh, I shit out. Is that <laughs> this this yeah. little conversation right here. Yeah, this is gonna be number one. Single, be, so you better, be. you better, you ready. Not, not only is this gonna be a hit single, it's right. gonna be a, it's gonna be a Christmas classic. <laughs> and every now and then you're gonna hear it in like July because it's not really a Christmas song. <laughs> and you're gonna be really surprised. And you're gonna be like, wow, good job, Dan Fogelberg. And he says to her because she's in a love, loveless marriage. So he's like, you know what? The audiences are great, but the traveling. To the exotic places and being right. flown first class and <laughs> yeah. staying in hotels. I mean, that's just, just... It gets... And the people all waiting for you. Yeah. yeah. Just, it's hell. Yeah. It's just hell. The, you know, room service sometimes doesn't oh, come on time. God. Ugh. It's just rough. It's just horrible. You know, like, 
record promoters sending bottles of champagne in your room. <laughs> it's like, how much of that can I drink? I mean, how many groupies can I have sex with? Right. Like you this know? six pack right now, I'm right. so slumming it. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I do like in that line the uh, the audience was heavenly. So there's the shout out to the listener. Right. Like yeah. I'm not going to complain about my job because I love you guys. Yeah. And I love performing for you guys, but like just being on the road's tough. Yeah. He sang it in concert, and like he's like, the audience was heavenly, and one guy's like, yeah, that's <laughs> us. Oh, isn't that kind of song? All right. Yeah. So the audience was heavenly here in Cleveland. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the was empty, and our tongues were tired, and running out of things to say. and our tongues were tired. I yeah. bet they were. Hello. Right? Not from the talking. Yeah. From what? They, uh, <laughs> she double dog dared him to uh, stick his tongue to oh, her. I see. Oh, yeah, yeah. Flagpole. Doc? <laughs> Doc? Come back. Come, Come back, back. I, Come back. Oh, I, I thought she double dog dared him to stick his tongue somewhere else. Oh, Where? Daniel. Not a flagpole. Or for JJ. Uh, <laughs> Daniel. Police. They were She's just, a married right. lady. Well, yeah. but she doesn't love him. I, sh- I can't. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> if, gonna what lie. is that? I, if I'm not gonna say, I don't want you to do that because <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Anyway, so the, the beer was empty. Yeah, their tongues were tired, and they were running out of things to say. Which they also ran out of things to say back in the grocery store. Yeah, but this time they had, you know. They, now they really ran out of things to say because yeah. at this point the liquor store is closed and yeah. they can't right. get any more beer. So. It's time to pack it in. Like they're, they're at the pack. point of like reading through the states where you can return the can <laughs> for yeah. the five cent rebate. <laughs> Just like, oh, Iowa. I didn't realize Iowa was also one of the states that you can return these cans in. She gave a kiss to me as I got out. <laughs> and I watched her drive away into a pole <laughs> because she was- had at least three beers. Yeah. I'm assuming that there was like a... She's like, I was going to see you. Bye. Door closes. Screeches away. <laughs> Lights aren't even on. She hasn't turned on the windshield wipers. And she's just like zigzagging out of a parking lot. Right. <laughs> he just hears a screech and a crash and just turns around and goes, well, it's not my problem now. <laughs> she sticks her hand out the window like, bye then, Fogel <laughs> Bye. It was so good to see you. I love my husband. <laughs> you, you better call me this time. Remember? Uh, just for a moment, I was back at school, and I felt that old familiar pain. Okay, I kind of love this. Mm-hmm. I, there's something ridiculously sentimental and sweet about that, but I like that line. It's like it's not even necessarily about her. He missed her. He misses like this time in his life. He misses. It's a general nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she was just the uh, the <laughs> weird drunk, <laughs> loveless marriage yeah. representation of that. He wasn't nostalgic for what the two of them had. He was nostalgic for what he had. Right. right. Yeah. You know, because I think we've established she's a train wreck. Yeah. What they had was a mess. <laughs> all their friends were like, wait, you ran into her? Right. <laughs> we all hated when you were together. 
You were the worst. Do you remember you guys kept on, you oh. kept drinking in your car? Who and, does that? I know, right? That's, <laughs> we did it again. That? We did it again. Who did that? <laughs> oh, and what was with that girl who couldn't lie? I, <laughs> I can't, like, the occasional white fib isn't going to kill we anybody. We get it. Jesus oh Christmas. Oh, my God. As I turned away, make my way back home. All right, guys, you ready for the sad slide? Yeah. <laughs> We've ever done. The snow turned into rain. And even the way he sings it, the snow turned into rain. Yeah. yeah. And then the the sax saxophone yeah. of yeah. Auld Lang Syne. And I, I love that line too. That that last little bit of the song is great. The uh, the snow turning into rain. It's like that. It's like that magical Christmas kind of thing. Then it's just like, oh look, it's a regular shitty rainy day. Do you think when the snow turned into rain, that was the moment Dan Fogelberg thought, well. This is going to buy me a house. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. This is perfectly encapsulated. Yeah, do you think, like, while they were talking in the car, he's, like, secretly, like, taking notes? <laughs> yeah. She's like, do you have sheet music out? He's like, no, but just hold on. How do these three chords sound? <laughs> no, she Does just that goes, work? She just goes, where's my receipt? Nowhere. I, get, no, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen the receipt. I don't know. Um, that's, that's the end. It's, it's, that's it. There's a sad little sax solo, and everybody's weeping by the end of it. Yeah. I think... The song's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't like the fact they play it so much at Christmas now. For a couple of reasons. Because it comes between like Holly Jolly Christmas and like <laughs> whatever else. And then it just it doesn't it doesn't sound like a Christmas song. It doesn't and then it's just like it's so slow and rambly yeah. that like you're if you're only like half paying attention, all of a sudden you're like what the hell is this song? <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. Because the only thing really Christmassy is that it's Christmas Eve. Like, yeah. there's nothing like, and then there's Holly, and we talked about presents and right. crap. It's, you know, meeting somebody. How, how great would this song be if, like, you get through, like, nine-tenths of it, and then the last verse is just them watching Santa Claus fly overhead <laughs> and high-fiving about how great Christmas is? <laughs> They drank a six-pack while they were watching Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. We All went right. back to her house. Oh, mercy. All right. Um, well, if you guys are bummed out right now, you've been Fogelberged. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we apologize. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come, to come back, we're going to talk about the history of this song with Story Behind the Story. There's only one thing missing from the Story Song Podcast. Pictures. You can fix that by following us on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. You'll find album covers of the songs we've done, behind-the-scenes photos, new episode announcements, and more. Get the full experience. Follow Story Song Podcast on Instagram. All right, we're back. It's time for the story behind the story for Same Old Lang Syne by Dan Fogelberg. Rachel, hit me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I was just waiting for something. That's fine. Uh, so it was written and recorded by Mr. Fogelberg because mm-hmm. he's a singer slash songwriter. Sure. He'd only be one of them if he just written or Recorded it. Uh, It was released in 1980. It hit uh, number nine uh, on the Billboard 100. Was stayed stayed on the Billboard 100 for 18 weeks and on the AC. (laughs) That's the adult contemporary chart. Yep, it stayed uh, at number eight for 13 weeks. And here's the thing about this song: Uh, unlike a lot of our songs, it's autobiographical. Mm -hmm. This really happened. He went back to Peoria, where he's from, for the holidays, and he ran into an old girlfriend in a convenience store. An old lover. Ugh, shut up. Um, so, <laughs> so it's not, this isn't the story song podcast. This is the true story song podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was actually released eight months prior to the um, album that it was on, The Innocent Age, which is a concept album that basically takes you through the life cycle 
from uh, cradle to grave. Okay. Oh, that's upsetting. Which is depressing. Yeah. I don't know where this lands. <laughs> I have no idea where this lands. Hopefully towards the middle, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. It also, we know it has Auld Lang Syne in it. Yeah. But it also has another song phrase in it. Can you guess what it is, fellas? Fellas? I don't know. I can. Okay. You can? What is it? I, I mean, I, I think I know it. What is it? Uh, the 1812 Overture. That's right. Is it because I've told you that? Or you no, knew that? I knew it long Did before you know that? I ever knew you. Look at you. Yeah. It is. The beginning verse is... Ah, okay. Yeah. Good wow. for you, Dan Fogelberg. I have no idea. I love that. And if you, if you play it really fast, it sounds as exciting as the 1812 Overture. Yeah. Now, of all things, why that? <laughs> I got it's nothing. It's just a great okay. melody. Yeah. I guess so, but... And at this point, it's probably public domain, so... <laughs> Good point. So here's the thing. True story, which means the lady yeah. is a real person. Mm. And um, after Dan Fogelberg's death... Okay. Um, spoiler alert. Dan, Vogel, <laughs> Dan Vogelberg is dead. Right. Um, I don't know why we're laughing about we're that. We're not. This, but, is like the, uh, this is like the Pulp Fiction of uh, yeah, the story behind the story. Place. You're all over the place. It's all over the place. Uh, he, he died of uh, prostate cancer in 2007. Very yeah, sad. Very he was sad. a wonderful He's, singer-songwriter. Um, he was very young, too. But after his death, people started coming, uh, trying to figure out who this lady was. Um, and uh, she came forward and said that it did happen. Uh, and she explained to the world-renowned Peoria journal, <laughs> journal star that uh, they basically the whole thing was true. She went out for eggnog, and uh, Dan went to get whipped cream, mm. and they ran into each other. And the thing that she said is that she, A, kept quiet for the sake of his marriage, right. which is nice, I guess. I guess she, they were both married, right. uh, obviously, when it happened. But she said there's two inaccuracies. One, she has green eyes. Okay. And two, her husband was not an architect. He was a physical education teacher. But. Uh, so how the hell does she know it's about her? Because everything else <laughs> happened. Yeah. How many women does he hang out in a convenience store parking lot and drink a case of beer with? I don't know that. Maybe she doesn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, everything else she said was pretty factual. And it's interesting because um, they, they asked her about the line. She would have liked to say she loved the man, but she didn't want to lie. Yeah. Apparently she had no comment for that. <laughs> she didn't want to lie. Is she still married to the architect gym teacher? Uh, no, they are divorced. Okay. So I think we all know that she did not like to lie. Yeah. And she was telling the truth, even <laughs> if it was a drunken truth. Do we know when she got divorced? And I only ask because... It- I want to imagine every time she was in the car and this song started playing <laughs> with her husband, she was like, oh, boy. No, she... This is crazy awkward. It would have been great if that was the case, but she was divorced before uh, the song came out. Boy. But it would have been amazing <laughs> if that were the case. Like, honey, didn't you run into Dan Fogelberg <laughs> last year? Yes, I think it would have been great if, if he was like, hey, I just got the new Dan Fogelberg. You know him, right? <laughs> didn't you know him from college? You guys used to be close. What's yeah. this song? Hey. You guys went to high school together, right? They right. went to high school together, Michael. Oh, okay. they, they went to different colleges. That's where they went their separate ways. Yeah. Okay. Um, hey, honey, didn't you run into Dan um, last year? Yeah, the same night you got your DWI. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You came home with all those hickeys and a, and a signature of Dan Fogelberg on your right. chest. That's right. I never understand. Uh, also, you went out for eggnog but came back yeah. with six empty cans of eggnog? <laughs> Anyway, it's a 
great song, and yeah. the whole thing from Cradle to Grave, I, I love, honey. Um, honey, where are you going? Where are you going? So, and t- I think even to, like, push the knife in even further to uh, this poor physical education teacher, they renamed the location of the convenience store where they where this uh, encounter uh, happened. They renamed it Fogelberg Parkway. <laughs> I'd like to think that the uh, the ex-husband goes there to get his coffee every morning. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, son of a bitch. Un-effing believable. Fogelberg! <laughs> I like to think that um, Dan Fogelberg just has his number and every once in a while calls him up and says, Yeah, I'm Dan Fogelberg. <laughs> and I'm calling you from beyond the grave. <laughs> But the fact that... <laughs> point well taken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and that's basically that's basically it. They, um... Well, I mean, I think... Take it back to the mystery thing. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just... I, I think the question also is not who this... Well, I... Honestly, no one cares who this woman is. She was obviously just some random woman. But the question was, like... She cares. Her ex-husband cares. <laughs> No, nobody cares. <laughs> Dan Fogelberg um, cared. Nobody. The person at the checkout stand cared. <laughs> well, the checkout, the person at the checkout stand just wanted them to leave already. Yeah. <laughs> talk, 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 talk. Oh, remember this? Remember that? Let's get drunk. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay, I want to get home. Let's go. It's Christmas Eve. Anyway, um, no, just because, I, like, obviously, you know, it's it's a story story where he talks about the fact that he's a famous musician. So then you're like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, did this? Yeah. How much truth is there yeah. in yeah. the story? It's a mis- It's a verification needed right it's a wikipedia <laughs> citation entry. yeah it's a citation, citation needed, it's, needed. A, it's a wikipedia page yeah <laughs> so but yeah that's uh that's the story of uh same old lang syne which by the way many people including yours truly yeah. always thought was another old lang syne well they said another old lang syne and this and the, they say another old lang syne in it the title of the song is same old Lang Syne. Right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Even though the song is old, A U L D Lang Syne. That's why he's Dan. <laughs> and you're not. Right. Because he can come up with those things. Fogelberg don't play by the rules. Yeah. Fogelberg does what he wants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's the story of, sa- of same old Lang Syne, saddest <laughs> Christmas song ever that's not really a Christmas song. Yeah, I, I think we. Let, let's also, by the way, let's talk about this real quick. Mm-hmm. Is this a Christmas song? I say no. I say it's not a Christmas song. Just because it mentions Christmas does not make it a Christmas song. Exactly. Right. It, this is a Christmas song the way Die Hard is a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it takes place at Christmas time, but there is nothing Christmassy about it. And that, that's not that's not a knock on the song. No. The song's fine. I'm just saying there is a there is a, a, a reason Christmas songs are Christmas songs. Right. And this does not fall into that category. It's just a, it's a, it's a song. It's a good song. It's a sad song that just so happens to take place at Christmas time. It's Gremlins. It's just there's no reason. Just happens to be a Christmas. Say another movie that's got slight Christmas overtones. <laughs> um, Die Hard Two. <laughs> uh, anyone want to fight me on this or am I? No, I, 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 win I, I, I mean, I'm honestly, I'm used to it as a Christmas song, right? Um. And so when you hear it on the radio in July, it's it feels a little weird. But okay. then it's like, no, that makes perfect sense. So it's not... I don't think it's written as a Christmas song. I think it's been turned into a Christmas song Let, uh, by okay. the need to have oh. more Christmas songs. Okay. Hold on, though. Yes. 
I think that it, it might have been a little bit a Christmas song. It came out eight months before the album came out. When was it released? Late 1980. It was released late 1980 because it hit Billboard number uh, number nine on the Billboard charts uh, in 81, February of 81. And it was so there for 18 weeks. It. He probably he released, released it around Christmas time. As a Christmas song. They probably I mean, maybe rushed his, it. Maybe his record company was like, Dan, you really should have a Christmas song. He's like... <laughs> Take this one. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, listen, I'm just going to, instead of it being, you know, the middle of spring, it's going to be Christmas Eve. All right? There. He just scratches it out. All right. Now it says Christmas Eve. You happy? <laughs> uh, you leeches. God. I'm dead. I don't need to deal with this bull crap. I also love Dead Fogelberg struggling to write a song about like a snowflake called Flaky. And he's like, <laughs> I just released this one. <laughs> this song's killing me. I can't anymore. Originally, it was uh, Met My Old Lover in the Grocery Store. The Snow is Falling Tuesday Night. <laughs> it's like, no, we'll make it Christmas Eve. Whatever, it's fine. Uh, it's Christmas Eve now. It was actually February, but it's fine. The Snow is Falling Hanukkah. <laughs> okay, I have a second question. Okay. Is it just me? And it might be. Or do they play this song a lot more than they used to? And I know we made the joke at the top about how it's every five minutes. But, like, I feel like three or four years ago, all of a sudden this song was everywhere. And to the point where I thought that this was a new song. Because I had never heard it before. And then all of a sudden it was like every third time, like every third song it was on the radio all of a sudden. Can I say this? Do you yeah. think that it got it, it got more airplay after he died? No. You know no. what? You, oh. No? You don't think so? No. Well, when did he die? 2007. 2007. Oh, maybe. You know, <laughs> you know what? That's actually around, a Michael. very... I, you know, I bet that's a big part of it. Yeah. Because I swear to God, I never heard this song before. And that's... I mean, there's a lot of Christmas songs that like, you know... Well, for whatever reason, you just don't catch. Yeah. Um, but, and then you hear it, like, later on. But I just, I had never heard the song before. And then they started playing it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought it was a new song. And then I looked it up and I was like, what the, 1980? Because I thought it was like a Ooh, the play what the- or something. I <laughs> yeah. had no idea. Yeah, this song is just, it's now it's crazy. They play it yeah, it's constantly. constantly. And again, like, you know, a, Chris, a good Christmas song, you should be able to listen in a mall, like yeah. half listen, <laughs> and this song is just way too slow and hardly. Yeah. It just doesn't. Well, it, it requires your attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's but it, it requires your attention. But it's also like like I said, it doesn't fit, but also in a way that sticks out like a sore thumb. Like yeah. right. when you're just sort of driving along in the car, and all of a sudden you're like, "What am I? What is this? What am I listening to?" <laughs> yeah. Like it's just yeah. Uh, well, there's a lot of verse. There's the chorus yeah. appears twice. It's, and that's the thing. Like, well, that's sort of what I mean. Like, it's I a weird like, structure. And I feel bad because it's not the fault of the song. It's the fault that this song has been shoved into Christmas song mold. Yeah. And it where it doesn't fit properly. Yeah. And so every time I hear it, I'm like, ugh. Like, if I heard this song at a normal time, I'd be like, oh, this is a, this is a slightly weird but nice You don't like, think you'd be like, song. wait, this takes place on Christmas Eve. This is a Christmas song. <laughs> no. I, I mean, I don't know. Fine. Maybe. But, again, I can... Uh, agree, disagree. <laughs> agree, disagree. Here's the thing. I wouldn't... I'm not going to lie. I wouldn't watch It's a Wonderful Life or, like, Christmas Vacation, like, in July. But I would watch Die Hard or Gremlins or Die Hard 2. I'd say you are missing out. What? There's nothing better than watching a Christmas movie in the middle of July. <laughs> All right, well... Turn up I, the air conditioner. You yeah. and I are different. I'm just saying that, you know, 
that I think that I think Christmas is incidental to this song. It's not. It just makes it. The only thing it does makes it sadder. That it's <laughs> Christmas That's Eve. True. Christmas Christmas Eve in a song and a Christmas song is supposed to make it happier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, not this does only, the opposite. Only bleaker. That's a good point. Because <laughs> it's uh, like, oh, this is sad. This is sad. This is sad. But it was Christmas Eve. Oh my god. <laughs> That's terrible. No, but just you wait. Yeah. It was Christmas Eve. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. You just guys, you guys just get Fogelberg. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're taking a quick uh, break, and we come back. It's gonna be time for lessons learned. We might seem too cool and aloof, but we love to connect on social media. Follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, on Instagram at story song podcast, and on our Facebook page. It's your ticket to the in-crowd, daddy-o. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned on, uh, for this song. Rachel, hit us. What's your lesson? Well, what I have learned mm-hmm. is that prior to having a drunken night with a singer-songwriter, yeah. you better make sure you have them sign a non-disclosure <laughs> agreement <laughs> because they will use that crap any way they possibly can. Yeah. And you might lose... Your loveless marriage <laughs> physical education teacher. And that's the saddest part it of is. the entire thing is that yeah. that loveless marriage crumbled. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And always make sure you have a notary public sitting in the backseat <laughs> of the car. Yeah. Michael. <laughs> What'd you learn? I learned that, and I don't know why, but it's something that I learned. In popular music, mm-hmm. nobody does their holiday food shopping <laughs> before Christmas. Right. Uh, if you are a waitress. Yep. You will forget your cranberry sauce. Yep. Sure. If you are a Fogelberg, yeah. you will forget your, I guess, whipped cream. Mm-hmm. And if you're uh, an architect's wife, yeah. you will forget the eggnog. Yeah. Yeah. And then you will buy six eggnogs and drink them in the car <laughs> yep. and then drive off erratically. Six fermented oh, eggnogs. Man. Like, seriously, do your do your Christmas grocery shopping before Christmas. Yeah. Pre-plan is what you're saying. Yeah. Pre-plan your you menu. You know what I'm going to say? It? Make a list. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Maybe buy extra because eggnog keeps. Yeah, and who knows who's going to stop by? That's yeah. right. It could it's be Christmas Eve. It could be Dan Fogelberg <laughs> to break think, up your marriage. Do you think this woman uh, that he met in the grocery store? Mm-hmm. Do you think maybe she was a waitress who met her architect husband <laughs> in the supermarket? My God, I hope so. That would be. And she's just sitting amazing. there completely drunk. She got, she's like. And I can't even look at cranberry sauce anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you can have two of them on the table every yeah. year. I should have known. He, he didn't want to go to the Halloween party uh-huh. with me. <laughs> he invited me out on a beach when I had third degree summer. You know, he's... You never loved me. You know, he's married to his work. Cranberries. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's a bigamist. He's married to cranberries and his work. Yeah. Lots of buildings in the city, but I don't go dancing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to say this. Guys, please, if you're out on the roads, it's snowing, Mm -hmm. and then it starts raining. (laughs) Snow (laughs) plus rain equals black ice. Yeah. And you guys, black ice kills. Yeah. This Lessons Learned has been brought to you by my dad. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. Black ice kills. Also, drinking six cans of it. And then driving away drunk yes. and depressed. Yes. Bye, Fogelberg. Yes. But my dad would like to mention, 
the black ice is worse. Because <laughs> there's the thing. You don't see it coming. And you hit that patch and you're, <laughs> you're going to go sliding. Turn into the skin. Turn into it. Turn into the Always skin. Turn into it. Okay? And have chains on your cars. Yes, uh, John. Yes, John. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, this has been the Story Song Podcast, as always. Uh, next week's going to be our very, even more holiday uh, holiday episode. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have an adjective there, but that's it's, fine. It's, it's even merrier. Yes. It's, it's a merrier, it's a ho-ho-ho-ier. And, and they're going to come out for the holiday. So um, whatever you celebrate, you guys have a fantastic time. Yes. Yeah. Happy um, holidays to all. Yeah. Happy holidays. We'll Even though you. this is coming out a week after Hanukkah started, so right. I guess we half care about you guys. <laughs> it's the whole season. We've had, we have episodes right. for the entire season. Yeah. Exactly. We'll talk to you briefly next week, uh, then our outtake special, and then we'll be back uh, for the new year. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Michael Gazelle. And I'm Rachel Oaks. Once again, this has been the Story Song Podcast. We'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> Even forward. Merry Christmas. All right, and we're back. I hope everyone's okay. After that, after that little slice of despair. But that was our second classic episode for the holidays. Um, I hope you guys liked it, like that little dip back into the past. And also a shout out to Emily Prokop, a fan of the show and a fellow podcaster, who put the idea into our heads to revisit this episode uh, and then to revisit more of our classic episodes. She has a great podcast called The Story Behind that you can find on Apple Podcasts and anywhere that you listen to your podcasts. And let us know if you like hearing the classic episodes and we'll uh, we'll show you we'll have you listen to some more you know it's always fun to go back and hear how things have changed for instance I make the argument in the episode that this should not be a Christmas song and my argument is based on the idea of like well look Die Hard's not a Christmas movie it just takes place at Christmas and here in the 20 in the year 2018 people online are arguing very strongly that it is a Christmas movie including uh, Jake Tapper of CNN because Lord knows he doesn't have anything <laughs> else to do in 2018 that's the most important story he has to cover and those people are all wrong because Die Hard's not a Christmas movie I know that because it, but because it came out in July <laughs> so if it was a Christmas movie they would they would have released it in November or December all right but I'm pretty sure Miracle on 34th Street was released in May Ooh. but the fact that it was released in the summer is not the only reason Die Hard's not a Christmas movie <laughs> if your main or one of your main characters in your movie is uh Santa Claus <laughs> then you are a Christmas movie okay <laughs> Let's get back on track. But it's just proof, Dan, that you were well ahead of your time to bring up that argument so long before it became an internet phenomenon. Yes. Well, <laughs> I'm always ahead of my time. Well, we hope you enjoyed that episode and happy new year to everybody. Have a great holiday. Uh, we will be back with a brand new episode on January 7th. So we'll talk to you then. It's a good episode. Trust me. Thank you guys so much for listening. I uh, hope we hope you had a, a great holiday and you have a great new year. Uh, I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazelle. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Find them at purple-planet.com. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. For even more great stuff from the Story Song Podcast, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at Story underscore Song, and on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next time with another great story song. Thanks for listening. 
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.